0: Can we all just take a minute? Can we just, I mean, what in the actual almighty world just happened? I mean, I'm assuming you're not just listening to this book for the hell of it. I'm assuming you grabbed it or someone grabbed it for you because you're feeling like the main event in a butt-kicking contest. I assume you're here because some part of your world, or maybe the whole of it, got turned inside out and you're trying to find your way back. So before we run into what to do to change anything or help anything, let's take a second and call bullshit. Seriously, I know it's not polite. I know it's not what good girls do. Good girls don't call bullshit. In fact, good girls don't even know the word bullshit. It seems everyone would prefer that when we're hurt or scared or uncertain, that we don't bother anyone else with it, or at least keep our feelings at an acceptable level. Yes, we know your world is burning down around you, but do please hold on to the propriety and stoicism of that quintet who continued to play even as the Titanic went down. No, not here, my friend. This book, this time together, this is our sacred space. This is an opportunity for you to be real and raw and to hold whatever negative emotion you have about whatever you're going through. I won't judge you. I literally can't even see you right now. We're about to talk about some hard things, and every single chapter from here on out is about trying to help you get through the place you're in. But, it's going to be impossible to move forward if you can't first acknowledge that it sucks mightily that you're here in the first place. So, can we just say it? Can we just call that thing you went through what it is? Can we just agree that it's unfair or unjust or harsh or just awful? Feel free to use whatever descriptive words you can to call this what it is. Be sure to add in cuss words, too, if the spirit moves. After all, it's not like anyone can hear your inner thoughts. It's just me, you, and the reality of that thing you went through. It's the fucking worst. Yep, I said it. Two cuss words in play, and it's not even chapter one. But you know what? So what? Right now, in this exact moment in my life— I'm so sick of the words, I'm sorry, I could punch something. When my brother committed suicide, everyone was sorry. When we lost those twin babies we had loved and hoped to make part of our family, everyone was sorry. When my marriage ended, everyone was sorry. I appreciate the sentiment and the prayers and the well wishes, but here's something only people who have gone through hard things understand. Other people being sorry only adds to your pain. When people say they're sorry, the polite response is, it's okay, or I'm fine, or some other inane platitude to make the other person feel safe to be around your misery. I'm not okay. I'm 10,000 different emotions, none of which I want to handle in a polite way right now. And I don't think you should either. So let's acknowledge that this sucks. Then let's go one better. Let's acknowledge how frightening this is, and how hard it is, and how much we wish it weren't happening, and let's allow ourselves to be deeply disappointed by the unfairness of it all. Oh, I'm sure you've had all kinds of feelings about the state that you're in, but when crisis happens, the emotions that swirl to the top are big and violent in their consumption of us. Disappointment seems a small word and feeling by comparison, but at its core, what it means is that someone or something has failed to live up to your hopes or expectations. Maybe your partner disappointed you. Maybe your child disappointed you. Maybe the economy came crashing down just when you were starting to make strides in your finances, and it's disappointed you. Maybe life disappointed you because what you hoped for and dreamed of feels impossible because of loss. Maybe all of this feels like just another disappointment in a string of many. And maybe if you can allow yourself to be honest about what it feels like for you, instead of pretending that you're strong enough to ignore the negative emotions, you'll actually be able to overcome them and move forward. Have you ever painted old cabinets? I know, I'm terrible at transitions, but just go with me for a minute. Imagine that you've just bought a little bungalow in the suburbs of your favorite city. If it's LA, that bungalow costs you a cool million. If it's Minneapolis, you got it for $153,000 using your used Honda Civic as a down payment. Either way, imagine that the bathroom in your new little bungalow is a hideously shiny avocado green. And for clarity, this is not freshly cut avocado green. This is that weird poopy green color that avocado turns when it's gotten more than six minutes of access to oxygen. You're so excited about your new home, but the poopy green avocado bathroom is the first thing you want to change. You think it'll be easy. You think you just need to pick out a fabulous new color to spread over the top of that offending shade of rotting produce. So, you go get all your supplies and you turn on some music, and putrid avocado gives way to the fresh off white of Swiss coffee with each glide of your roller brush. You're so proud of yourself. You covered up that offending shade with something that's much more appropriate, much more you. Every time you walk by your darling little bathroom, the color of a newly laid egg, you feel deeply satisfied with yourself. A few days later, you decide to take a long, hot bubble bath to soak your aching muscles after all the work you've done on the house. You get the water to the perfect bath temperature, hot enough to turn your whole body lobster red, and then you slide down and lie there long enough that your fingers and toes are shriveled until the prince could no longer incriminate you in a crime scene. As you stand to get out of the tub, You gasp in horror when you see it. All around your newly decorated bathroom, that fresh coat of paint is bubbling up. Your walls have the complexion of an eighth grader in the throes of puberty. What on earth? You reach out and touch one of the biggest bubbles and it breaks, revealing the offending avocado it was before. What just happened? Well, in home remodel terms, what just happened is that you tried to put a fresh coat over an old coat, but didn't do anything to make sure the new paint would stick. Also, the original paint was likely a high gloss, making it incredibly difficult to cover. On top of an inappropriate application, you then created a perfect storm for the destruction of your project with both heat and moisture from your bath. Your bathroom makeover never stood a chance. What does any of this have to do with what you're currently living with? Nothing at all. The paint has nothing at all to do with what you're going through, but it's a perfect illustration for you trying to pretend that you don't have negative, ugly feelings about what's happening when you do. Or even better— Maybe you're allowing yourself to process the feelings that are allowed and acceptable, but covering up the ones that might make people think less of you. If we tiptoe back over to the paint analogy for a second, the right way to have remodeled that bathroom involves both sandpaper and a coat of primer. Said another way, you first have to dig into the offending layer, then you have to add another layer of work to make sure the next layer sticks. Hello, is this thing on? If you want to move forward, be honest about what's going on, even if it's only to yourself.